This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi there, everyone. This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by the amazing Tessa Hull of Messy and Successy. I'll start with a quick intro on Tessa, and then we'll dive in since we have a lot to cover today. Tessa is a success principles trainer and partnership strategist who supports entrepreneurs to maximize their success using partnerships and teaches online business owners how to grow their business simply by being a decent human being. She's based in Sicily, but comes from Manchester in the UK and is a typical straight talking, no nonsense, Northern English girl who loves having people embrace their own individuality to get things done. Welcome, Tessa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. So in today's episode, we're going to go over the business ethos Tessa teaches entrepreneurs around growing your business just by being a decent human being, and also talk about how she's learned to be transparent in her business, especially around her mental health challenges, and how that served her in connecting with her clients more authentically. All right, so before we jump in, I'd love to hear more about your story and what brought you to this kind of work in the first place. Oh, yeah. So I have always worked in people facing roles. So I went to university and did a medical degree, which I then decided that I didn't want to do when I graduated. You know, my dad was real happy about that, as I'm sure you can imagine. And and then I went into hospitality. So I've worked in um, hospitality roles and sales roles pretty much pretty much all of my life. And I really enjoy people, really like people. And prior to the pandemic, was working on cruise ships um, as a shopping expert. And I was selling high-end, high-end jewelry and high-end watches. So making really quite high, high ticket sales, but with only two to three days to build that rapport with people. And then, you know, ask them to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on things that they don't really need. Nobody needs jewelry. We like it. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the pandemic hit and of course, uh, cruise ships stopped altogether, I was at home and I realized I have a whole load of training experience, a whole load of sales experience, and I love people. So what can I do with this? So I initially started my own business and was working um, as a business coach. And it was kind of general. It was strategy. And I was a little bit all over the place, which I think most people, when they start out in business, unless they have one very specific skill, it can kind of feel a little bit like that while you try and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do, how you want to niche, how your niche, as you guys pronounce it, right? How you want to niche and who you want to work with. Um, and so I just decided rather than trying to pigeonhole myself and box myself into that, I was just going to do what I enjoyed doing and see what came up. And I realized what I enjoy doing 
working with people and helping people figure out how they can work with people too. And a lot of my prior experience has come from that ability to be able to build relationships with people and have people want to do things for me and to help me in the same way that I want to help them. So I thought, how can I, how can I do this without this being, you know, a one, two, three step to the perfect sales funnel or the, you know, like how to run Facebook ads or all of these different things. How can I grow a business by being a human being? And then how can I help other business owners do the same? And so that's how I, that's how I fell into this. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love the name of your business too. Do you, do you want to go into a little bit of yes. detail on that? So I'll, for our listeners, uh, it's messy and successy, but you know, if you want to expand on that a little bit more. Yeah. So actually when I started my business, it wasn't called messy and successy. It was called no right way because I believed there was no right way to do anything. And, um, and I started out in my business with like these pastel blues and pale grays and, and everything was kind of nice and muted and understated. And, um, and then every time I met anyone, they were like, Oh, you know, you don't, your brand's not really you and to, that's that's pretty true I am definitely not nice and muted and understated so <laughs> so I was talking things through with a business coach of mine and um and I was talking about my mental health issues I am very open about my own mental health issues and mental health issues in general I truly believe that we should be able to speak about our mental health in the same way that we speak about our physical health so I believe that you should be able to openly say to a friend that um, you can't come to this party this evening because you're feeling you're feeling really depressed or you're feeling very anxious or your OCD is really affecting you today and that should be just as normal and comfortable as saying you're really sorry you can't come to the party because you've got an incredible headache or a sore throat it's it's the same there is no physical and mental health it is just health and you should be able to speak about it freely and so I was kind of talking about my frustration with these feelings that were coming up with me and having episodes of um, of depression. And I ended up saying, I just want people to realize that they can be messy and still be successful. And then I was like, you know, messy and successy. And she laughed and was like, you should totally do something with that. And I was like, well, that is me. And that's not, you know, not just in mental health issues as well, but also just generally not getting things perfect the first time, just letting go of the idea that you have to have it right and you have to make the correct decision first time and taking that messy action. And so, yeah, I, I truly believe that you can be both messy and successy at the same time. And that's really where, where that business name stemmed from. I totally agree with that. And I love that, you know, philosophy, especially like around, you know, the mental health aspect, but also like taking imperfect, imperfect action, which is something that, yeah, all of us entrepreneurs deal with that, you know, we yeah. have to get something out into the world before we think it's ready and kind of do it anyway, and then tweak it as we go. So I love that. So, so how did you make the shift from working in high ticket sales into what you do now? Um, so part of me was forced into it because of the pandemic and, um, but also I, 
I really, I really enjoy entertaining and educating people at the same time. And, and honestly, that was probably why I was so good at high ticket sales, because for me, it was never just about getting the number. And of course, the commissions were great. And I think that anyone who, I, you know, it's totally okay to want to earn money. It is totally okay to want to achieve things of great financial gain for yourself for whatever reason, because you want to spend more time with your children, because you want to travel, because you want you want to pay off your house, because you want to buy designer handbags, whatever the reason, it's fine. It's totally okay to do that. Um, and, you know, I like making money. And I was teaching, I had been hired in my previous role to actually go and, and troubleshoot with people who were doing the same job as me. So they would take me, drop me on a ship with someone for 48 hours and say, hey, figure this out. What's going wrong? Why are they not making the sales that we would expect that they would? And I would give them immediate feedback, things they could change to the actual person on board, but then also feedback to the office. There's probably these things that could be worked on on a more long-term basis as well. And I was very good at that. And I made some big changes. I'm more than more than tripled revenue for at least four of the six people that I worked with over that period, which was very cool. And um, so when I started my own business, a lot of that philosophy of treating people as people and the sale comes second, it, that, that resulted in great sales for me. And so it kind of just translated across. And when I was, when I was working in this high-end sales position, um, I was a team of one, completely on my own on board. I didn't have anybody working with me. I, I got on board completely alone with no pre-existing team, uh, no one to answer to on board the ship either. And so, you know, I would have less than 12, no, excuse me, less than 24 hours to try and get as many guests as possible on that ship to come and attend my show, which is where I would do the main bulk of my rapport building and selling, right? And the I was on the big ships. And so I would have up to 4,800 guests that I needed to try and target and invite and engage into my show the following day with, yeah, less than 24 hours. It's impossible. I could have literally worked from the second that those those guests started climbing on board the ship to the second that I walked out on stage and I still would not have physically made, been able to get in front of all of those people. And so I realized very, very quickly what I need to do is start creating relationships with other people so that they talk about me too. And so I started building relationships on board the ship with people who could invite the guests to come and see me or talk about me and build my reputation without me having to be there. Um, and that is still very much a huge part of what I teach people now is how can we get other people to want to talk about you and want to support you and, and so that you continue to grow. And it really ties back to the mental health aspect again as well, because you don't want to show up every day. And online, online entrepreneurship puts a lot of pressure on you to be there all the time, especially if you are the face of your brand. It really feels like you have to be all in all the time. Otherwise, what's the point? And, uh, and that's not good for anyone. Like Mental health issues or not, it's not good for anyone. And so building partnerships and relationships with people is a very sustainable way to continue to grow your business and make sales too. So... 
that's kind of the transition from one to the other. For me, they they very much cross over. And really with partnerships, it's just what your intention is. So maybe you want partnerships to build an audience. Maybe you want partnerships to get more sales. Maybe you want partnerships to build authority. There's, you know, you can have a different intention and that can change. It can be fluid. But um, essentially it all boils down to people first, sales second. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's something I kind of try to do in my business too. You know, since I'm a coach, like it's about serving others and and then, yeah, eventually sales may come or they may not, but at the same time, you're still like giving back to people and helping them in the, in the process of, mm-hmm. of working on your business. And I love that you kind of like, it's a brilliant idea to kind of get the word of mouth out you know, while you were working on that ship so that those people kind of did a, some of the work for you and you didn't have to always be on because I completely understand that as an introvert, like you don't, or at least for myself, you don't always want to be the face of your business yeah. all the time. So, so let's get into the details a little bit. So I know you have this interesting philosophy uh, or business ethos, as you call it, about being a decent human. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about this and what this means for you? Yes. So I learned really quickly from all of my time in hospitality and um, and then my time working on ships and in, in these sales positions as well, that um one of the things that motivates people the most is appreciation. So you can reward people and you can pay them and you can do all kinds of fancy bells and whistles, prizes and contests and everything. But actually people tend to just truly appreciate being appreciated. Um, And so this ethos of simply by being a decent human being, it's to show people that this is doable no matter what stage you are at in your business. You are already equipped with the tools to be a decent human being. You are already equipped with the tools to ask for help politely, to say thank you when people help you, to offer your own help as well. You are, it, it's incredibly easy and in fact cost-free for you to leave a positive comment or a positive review on something that you enjoyed. If you enjoyed a podcast, leave a positive review. If you read an article that was very good, share it with someone else. Um, All these little touches that help build relationships and build your business at the same time, but cost you absolutely nothing because it's just being decent. It's just being a decent human being. And often when you've just started out in business, you can get so wrapped up in all the things you should be doing, right? You've got these people saying you should, you should be building funnels and these people saying Facebook ads and these people saying a group and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and podcasts and all of It's mind blowing. I remember signing up to hundreds of freebies and masterclasses and challenges, just trying to figure things out on my own. And the fact of the matter is, is that they're all, based at different levels so some people are great at social media whereas others have never touched Facebook in their life before and some people are excellent speakers and others break out in hives at the thought of ever being on a video you know there's everything is different about you not only your experience but your personality but the one thing that stays constant is that all humans are equipped with the tools to be decent human beings and so no matter where you're at in your business and no matter your personality type you are already equipped with the tools to build your business as a human um so yeah that's 
that's uh that's pretty much where it came from and I try and infuse that into as much as I can so it's all about making ethical decisions and of course ethics and values again are fluid what one person feels is ethical another person might not so it's not about me saying that my way is the right way but it's about me saying that you are like everybody ought to be clear on what your values and your ethics and your morals are so that you make aligned decisions within your business um with that as well so yeah I could talk for hours I won't I could talk for hours about the various different ways that you can consider being decent but if if we just talk about it in the most general of terms show appreciation and empathy for other human beings and you'll be amazed at how much that comes back in return to you too um and I'm no saint I'm not suggesting that I am like this wonderful mother Teresa that does hundreds and hundreds of charitable things and is there and available for everything because I'm not I have my own business and I'm, I'm I have my own goals and I have my own personal life so it's not about it's not about being readily available and giving and giving and giving it's not you know it's about understanding where your boundaries are and managing those appropriately yeah yeah that makes total sense and I think especially these days like especially with the pandemic and everything like people are really craving connection so the more you can just you know be yourself and be authentic and transparent with people the more they they connect with you and I think that's always been true in business but or just in life but you know even nowadays it's even more apparent because you know everything's on zoom or or uh, online instead of in person so people really resonate with that more nowadays so I'd love to hear more about how you tie your clients' values into what they're doing in their business and how that plays into their overall strategy. Yeah, so values and establishing your own values is something that I work on in the very early stages of anything that I do with my clients um, because values trumps everything else. So if you you may well have someone who has, an audience, a shared audience with you, and, and it's much bigger than yours. But if they don't align with your values and your brand ethics, that relationship is not going to work out for you in the long run. You might see some immediate wins from it because it's a numbers game, but in the long run, it's not going to feel good and it'll come back and it'll bite you on the butt because um, your audience trusts you and your audience is in with you because you have shown them something that they resonate with and that they like. And if you then go and partner with someone else or build a relationship with someone else that are like worlds away from your values, that may, it's very confusing. It makes no sense to your audience and it makes your audience start to question who you are too. You know, it is simply... Um, I don't want to say guilty by association, but you know, you're associated with these people. So figuring out what's important to you in terms of your values and what are most importantly, what your non-negotiables are. So within your business, what is a non-negotiable? If you were going to, and I always say, treat everybody as if you were going to employ them and go out for a drink with them. Okay. So this goes for clients, partners, and people that you're going to hire you should feel comfortable with them. And it doesn't mean you have to be exactly the same person, but it does mean that you have to share values. 
Um, so getting clear on what it is that's important to you. And again, like I said, most importantly, what your non-negotiables are. Those things that no matter what, they have to be on board with you about these certain things. So for me, I am very open-minded in my business and I have a zero tolerance for any kind of racism, sexism, um, homophobism, anything like that at all. And I make that clear from the off. If you sign up to my email sequence, the first email you will get tells you if you disagree with any of these statements, that's cool, but this is not the place for you and you can leave. Um, and they're my non-negotiables. And they are things that if I see that someone else isn't really reflecting the same sort of values or attitudes there, I'm not going to partner with them. Does it mean I think less of them as a person? Not necessarily. Does it mean that I think that they're incapable or unprofessional or not as good as me? Absolutely not. It just means that they're not a good fit for my business, my audience, my clients. And so I won't be partnering with them. Um, and it's hugely important that you get to know what those values are because that kind of helps you get clearer on who it is that you actually want to work with as well and like I said this is not just for people you partner with this is for clients this is for people that you would want to employ or contract or you want to work for you know so yeah definitely something to to consider yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that too, because especially, if, you know, as a coach, like the client coach relationship is so important and you have to have trust. And like, so if you, I mean, obviously, you know, you can be different people, but if you really like disagree with what someone's doing, then it's going to be really hard. And and also, like you mentioned, you know, if you're partnering with another company or organization, another coach or, or someone like that, then yeah, you guys have to kind of align in, in some ways for that to work or just won't. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing your values and your some of your non-negotiables, um, but I'm curious how other people can find those values in the first place if they're not really sure what they are already. So in terms of figuring out their values, um, people that you like already and have a look at the people that you find icky and figure out what is it? What, what's the running theme between the people that I'm like, oh, I'm not really too pleased about that part, you know, um, and that will help you kind of get to the bottom. And then in terms of figuring out ways that, you can actually communicate with these people as well I always say look at what you're already doing in your life look at what's already happening in your life and what you are already implementing in your life away from your business how do you choose to communicate who are the people that you choose to communicate with um, how do you show appreciation how do you enjoy being appreciated and um, that will also give you a good insight I have people do this when they worry about how to communicate with people. You know, you mentioned just now you're an introvert. Okay. So if I was to tell you that the way for you to start connecting with people is to just do a spray and pray approach and do, which I never would anyway, but if, you know, send 10, 15, 20 DMs to strangers today that you're, that's unlikely to feel good for you. No. Yeah. You're, you're not going to feel good. Or if I was like, just start showing up live in huge groups of 2000 people you've never met before. That's going to be a real push against what you're comfortable with and what feels good for you. Um, so one of the easiest ways uh, to do this is to look at your love language. So if you're not familiar with the love languages, there's five of them. You have uh, words of affirmation, 
quality time, physical touch, acts of service and receiving gifts. And they are widely accepted as the five love languages of human beings. Okay. And so you just think, what is it that you're, and this, when I say love language, it really doesn't need to be a romantic relationship. It can be a family relationship or a, or a friendship or even like an employee or boss kind of relationship as well. But how do you feel loved? What makes you feel loved? Is it someone telling you that you've done a good job? Is it someone leaving you a personal note that says, hey, this was great? Is it someone leaving your favorite box of chocolates for you? Is it someone cleaning out your garage for you? Is it, you know, what is it that, that makes you feel loved? So I know, for example, that my, my love language is acts of service. So if someone does something for me, they go out of their way to do something for me. And it doesn't need to be a big thing. It could just be something that's helpful. That's really, I, I really appreciate that. And I'll say thank you for it. Um, and so you take a look at how you enjoy being appreciated and how you like to appreciate other people as well. And then how can you translate that into your business? So for me, because acts of service is something that, that I love, makes me feel good. I really like it when people ask me, is there anything that I can do for you? to make this easier? Is there anything I could do to, that can take some of these tasks off your hands? Or um, is there anything that I could do to help you promote or whatever? And in reverse, I'm the same. That's usually the first question that I will ask naturally is what can I do? Let me know what I could do because I want to act mm -hmm. to help. Um, whereas if we take my boyfriend, for example, he um, is a mix of physical touch and words of affirmation, which should be no surprise. He's an Italian man. So, uh, <laughs> and he, um, he responds really well to being told that he, that I appreciate him. And so I had to learn to say the words because for me, if he did the laundry, I'm like, God, yes, I appreciate you. Thank you. But for him, he needs to hear me say, I appreciate that you just did the laundry for me or thank you so much. It's so good of you. Or you do such a good job when you do that or anything. He just needs the actual words. And I learned that about him and that changed the way that I communicate with him. And so how can you implement that, implement that into your business? You can look at how other people tend to show appreciation because usually how they show appreciation is usually naturally what their love language is. And then you can return it in the same way. Um, so if you do see that someone is always really enthusiastically leaving positive comments on people's posts, you can assume that they probably have words of affirmation as a love language and would appreciate words of affirmation in, in return. If you see that someone is often talking about how excited they were to receive this personal note from someone or how excited they were to have just received this notebook from the person that they did a podcast interview with or whatever you could assume that maybe theirs was gifts and you can look at what you could do that made them feel like they were receiving a gift and that doesn't mean spending money it doesn't mean that you have to go out there and all of a sudden be buying all of these amazing personalized gifts it just means actually sending something physical or even like an e like an email or an like some sort of 
e short e like e card kind of thing something that's kind of makes them feel like they actually physically receive something um so that's always a starting point for people if you are if you're not sure what's important to you and how you can implement that into your business have a look at your actual real life right now what are you doing what do you enjoy that will get that will point you towards what your what your values and your communication style is yeah yeah that's so cool like I, I would never have thought to put love languages in into a business context but it makes like complete sense and it's funny because i i'm trying to hold back laughter while you're talking because my i, kn I know about love languages and mine are acts of service so the same as you and then i also like words of affirmation so it's kind of a mix of yours and, and your boyfriend's and sometimes like even if my husband does a lot of acts of service for me i still want words of appreciation so like there has to be kind of a mix of both and it's it's cool also how you take that information and kind of use it in a you know relationship building sense because it's it's like customizing it to that specific person or you could even potentially use it in a sales context like knowing how to respond to somebody so it's it's pretty useful so speaking about values and you've touched on this already a little bit but what do you enjoy doing the most and how does that show up in the way you market yourself and run your business um okay so in terms of in terms of the things that i really enjoy i enjoy um inspiring and educating through entertainment so i love to make people laugh i love to make people feel like they're part of my little bubble. I love to have people feel like they experienced a bit of tests when they were around me. And, um, and that definitely comes from a sales background and, and selling from stage. Because when, if I'm standing on a stage with 500 people in front of me, I, I need to be able to make each and every person in that room feel like this is an individual moment for them. And I'm not just blasting out to all 500 that are in there, right? And so it's about finding those personal touches and the stories and the jokes and the little tidbits and the and the taglines and the things that will make people connect with you and resonate with you and want to come back to you over and over again and feel like you are someone who they were meant to be around. They were meant to meet. They were meant to be a part of right now. Um, so... And I learned loads of this through sales, but yeah, this, uh, this feeling of connecting with people, even if you're not right there with them, um, which obviously was quite challenging throughout the pandemic when all of a sudden I went from being in person to being virtual uh, because I had to find new ways to connect with people and not just rely on a sort of enthusiastic energy that I can suck people into and, and a crowd mentality, which also exists, of course. Um, so for me, entertainment is, is probably one of my key values. I want to entertain. I want you to go away thinking, not only did I, let's say if I do a masterclass or a guest expert spot, I want you to go away from that not only thinking, wow, like I learned a lot there, like I, there was a lot here that I didn't know or that it's kind of solidified, but also that you went away thinking, she's fun, <laughs> you know, like that's, and that's just important to me. It doesn't mean that everybody else has to feel that way. And it might, there might be people listening to this podcast and thinking, wow, egotistical, <laughs> you know, but that's okay. Cause we're yeah. different personalities. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, like what I do and what I enjoy and what I love doing in my business is other people's worst nightmare <laughs> because the more people you can give me, the more people that I can talk to and affect, the happier I am. Uh, which is why naturally I ended up working with people, finding people, finding people, finding people, <laughs> right? Um, so definitely this big sort of entertainment. And for me, everything has to come down to integrity and transparency, which does mean that I do still, I do still let people know if I have had a mental health dip, um, I tell people, does it mean that I'm necessarily going to share the personal details in and out and have and post a photograph of me at three o'clock in the morning when I'm at peak level anxiety? No, not necessarily. I might if I feel like it's going to connect with someone and, and make a difference to someone in that moment. But um, that's not that's not what being authentic and transparent in your business is about. And I think that sometimes there's like these two extremes, right? You go one end of the social media scale where everybody's on private jets with bottles of champagne and look at my look at the million dollar launch that I just did. Woohoo! And and you're like, wow, that's not how my life feels. And then it's kind of like it feels like other people feel therefore that in order to be authentic they must show up 100% vulnerable with it all out on a plate and it's not about that either it is entirely up to you how much of your personal life and your professional life you choose to share the important thing is is that when you do share it you are honest about it and you are transparent about it so if you want to celebrate that you just had a six-figure launch do you absolutely deserve to celebrate having a six-figure launch but if you are going to then use that to market to teach other people to do a six-figure launch you need to be transparent about where you were at before that six-figure launch what helped you here you know were you using facebook ads do you have a team of three have you got were you already was your last launch already a 20,000 or a $30,000 launch? And so to get to the 100,000 just involves some streamlining because when you're not transparent about those things, people see this and they think, wow, six figures. Okay, yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. And they sign up not realizing that actually they are still 15 steps behind where that person was when they started with their methodology. Does it mean that it won't work? No, it just means that they're, they're not where they needed to be to start. Um, it's, it's essentially if I gave you a if I gave you directions to come to come to my house and I just started from the center of town, but you weren't even in the center of town yet. You don't you would still have to find your way to the center of town first. Right. Um, so for me, I'm very passionate about it, as you can probably tell. And I regularly call this out on my own social media, this this integrity within your business, absolutely celebrate the wins, absolutely shout your, shout your wins and your like good stuff and your goals and everything from the rooftops because you deserve it. And you deserve it just as much whether you used all of the ads and marketing tools in the world or you did it like by pulling up your bootstraps and just hammering through. Nobody deserves it more than the next person does. It's not about that. It's just about if you are going to use it as part of your marketing, be transparent about it at the same time. Don't just let people think that this was some sort of 
bread and butter, simple, easy, you should know this, why don't you, kind of a thing, because that's where that's where I see a lot of people making mistakes in this industry, both by doing that themselves or by kind of falling for it because they expect that everybody else is behaving with the same integrity, the same values that you are. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that a lot because, you know, I've obviously followed other business coaches and people in this industry. And not only is it like, it just feels kind of fake when you're reading it because, you know, I've been in business for a little bit now and I know the struggles, so I can see through it. But at the same time, it creates this really unrealistic expectation for people who come to work with me because I work with people who are new and they're like, oh, well, you know, I work with a business coach and then three weeks later, I'm going to make $100,000 because I see this all over Instagram or I see it on Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, calm down. Like, you've got to have a foundation first. You've got to do some some work. It doesn't just, you don't just get into a private jet tomorrow. Like, that's not, that's not like real you know and they they paint this picture but then you realize okay they've actually been in business for like 10 years already or maybe they got lucky or maybe they had connections or whatever or they had that kind of like background before they started their business so maybe there's some people that you know get lucky but I don't think it's like 90% of us you know I think you also have to think do I really want what they're offering because not everybody does necessarily want a six-figure business or a million-dollar business. Not everybody necessarily wants that, but you kind of, you start seeing it. And these trends, they, you know, they change as trends do. But like you see the people who want six figures or the people who want 100K launch or the people who want seven figures or the people who want a million clients or, you know, like there's all these different things. And you also have to remember that there's nothing out there that is um, standardizing what that means. So to one person who says that they are a six-figure coach, that might mean that they've earned six figures over the entire time that they've been a coach. To another person, it might mean that they earn six figures in a calendar year. To another person, it might mean that they earn six figures profit in a financial year. Like it is all very very different um you know so I would just be I am always just kind of wary of those I think absolutely if that's um something that you are aiming for that's fine and and if it's something that you've got celebrate it um but it's not the be all and end all it's not the how many commas are in your bank account is not the marker of success for everyone so I I wouldn't worry about getting too wrapped up in all of these amazing promises because at the end of the day, nobody can actually promise you that you will make that money because they have no guarantee. They have no guarantee that you can. They have no guarantee that you are going to do the work that they're going to ask you to do. They have no guarantee that you are going to have access to the same sort of clients that they had access to. They have no guarantee that, God forbid, in another three months' time, COVID decides to come back again with some sort of magical full force and wipe out the entire online industry again. Like, we don't, they have no guarantees in life like this. So, your only guarantee is you. You do you. You show up as you, show up in a way that feels good for you. um, And, that will work out much more profitable in all senses of the word, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
So do you have any last words of wisdom for the women listening who are struggling to show up authentically in their business? Yes. Um, Go and ask your friends why your friends like you. And what will happen is your friends will give you some sort of, they'll probably laugh and think you're strange. And then they will (laughs) give you some sort of generic hallmark answer. Like, I like you because you're always there for me. Or I like you because you're funny. Or I like you because you're kind or you're genuine. You know, that you're going to get things like this. And I want you to go back and push them on it and say, okay, but why is that important for you in our friendship? What's important about that in your friendship? Okay, so you say... Um, you like me because I'm always there for you. Why is that important? And then they're likely to come back with some more detail and say, okay, I like you because you're always there for me, which means that I know that I can trust you. I know that I know that when I need help, you'll be there. Or, you know, I have a friend who told when I, because I've done this, I live by my own rules and I do the things that I ask other people to do too. When I asked a friend, she said, you know, you're always honest. And I said, okay, but why is that important to you? And she said, because I know that when I come to you for advice, you're not going to tell me what I want to hear. And even though it might hurt what you're going to say to me in the moment, I know that you always have my best interests at heart. And that's important for me. And when you go and you ask your friends this question and your family, those that love you this question, they will point out qualities of yours that you might not necessarily have picked up on yourself or that you forget that you have because they're just part of who you are um and with those qualities you can start adapting your messaging around it that is the easiest way for you to show up authentically and show up as yourself is by asking the people who love you what it is that they love about you pushing on them to ask but why is that important And then encompassing that into how you show up within your business, because you are not going to be for everyone. And that is completely and utterly okay. because if you were for everyone, you would be very, very tired within 24 hours of being in the (laughs) online world, because it would be impossible for you to manage that amount of people. And it can be very, very frightening, especially when you start out in business and you're kind of looking for those first clients it can be really frightening to feel like you're going to polarize people and like you're going to exclude people from your world. But this just draws back to that values proposition again, where if you attract people into your world who aren't really your people, at some point that relationship will break down. And if you are the coach and you are supposed to be serving them, then you are doing them a disservice by allowing them to believe something about you that is not true. So if you are not someone who, for example, I, I curse like a sailor and, I'm, and my audience know this, right? And I tone it down for the people's audiences because I appreciate that not everybody's, you are welcoming me into your home right now, okay? So I don't need to, I don't need to speak that way. But I also haven't shown up to this podcast interview speaking all plummy, round vowel accents, Queen's English, fancy formal, because that's not me either. And if people listen to this podcast interview and then they hopped over to my social media, they'd be like, wait, is that, is this the same girl that I was just listening to on the podcast here? So yeah, don't buy into the hype. Just be yourself. It is much, much less exhausting because you don't have to pretend to do anything. You don't have to think about anything, put any effort into being yourself. That comes naturally. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that because I mean, just we've had like what one conversation before this. So, but I just I pick up on your energy. Like you just have this energy, and I think that comes from the fact that you're willing to be yourself. You know, and I think in business, like that's especially in the type of business that we're in. If you're like a solopreneur or you know just an entrepreneur in general, you've got to be able to connect with people. And if you're trying to have this facade the whole time because you think you have to be a certain way, like that's not going to, it's your personality is not going to show through and that's what people connect with. So. Absolutely. And you can totally, you can totally connect with people who aren't like you and still be yourself. You can change the way that you communicate and still be yourself. When I was working on ships, when I was coming out of a ship that did a four day cruise over the weekend so essentially a party cruise Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday out of New Orleans that crowd was very very different to the crowd that I experienced that were doing 14 day cruises coming out of Tampa Florida or coming out of Baltimore they were very different people my Miami crowd was entirely different Mm -hmm. to the Tampa crowd and I was able to remain myself always but adapt the way that I communicate parts of myself to the people that I was serving in that moment. So on the party ship, on the New Orleans ship, I could show up like warts and all, give it everything, Mm. have fun with them, tease them, throw in a couple of naughty jokes, have it because they were there for the party. They were there to have fun. When I was on with a Baltimore crowd, I was more educational. I focused on showing them that I was very knowledgeable about what I was selling. Did it mean that I was not being myself? No, it just meant that in that moment, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, when you go to see your grandmother and you wouldn't behave with your grandmother like you would with your college buddies, <laughs> right? But you're still you. Yeah. You're still you. And that's, that's it as well. Um, so I think that can sometimes be confusing for people. They feel like, okay, yeah, but like, what about if I, well, I get asked quite a lot, what about if I'm too much? And I have a joke, if, if I'm too much, go find less, no problem, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, cool. Yeah. So I wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've loved learning more about your story, how you've built a successful business despite dealing with mental health challenges and how you're helping other people embrace all parts of themselves in their business. So to finish up here, where can people find out more about you and your work? Um, So people can connect with me on Instagram. If you head on to Instagram, you can find me there. I'm messy and successy. Um, So I'm over there on Instagram and you are welcome to send me a DM. I have one caveat. If you're going to send me a message on Instagram, you have to ask me something weird. (laughs) Um, So don't don't come in there just saying, hi, how are you? I don't want that. Come and come and ask me something really strange. Ask me whether pineapple belongs on a pizza or (laughs) if I could only listen to one genre of music for the rest of my life, what would it be? Ask me anything you want, but, you know, have some fun with it because I always... I enjoy that because it means that when someone pops up in my Instagram with a weird question, I know that they heard me from somewhere and then we can find out where where you heard me from. Um, So that's me on Instagram. And if um, I have a freebie as well, if you were listening to this and you were thinking, hey, you know, like I would 
I haven't really thought about connecting with people before. I do have a starter guide to creating connections. Um, so if you go to messyandsuccessy.com slash connections, you'll be able to um, pick that up there as well. And those are probably the two best places uh, to contact me, to get in touch with me. But um, yeah, I would I would love to hear from anyone who listened to this, even if you disagreed with me. That is allowed too. I enjoy when people say, hey, I heard you say this and I don't think you're right. I like to hear, why not? What's different? You tell me. So I'm always open to conversations. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be sure to add that link that you mentioned into the show notes so people can you know find it easily. Um, and I have seen your Instagram and it is super fun and you have some cool, <laughs> cool things on there. Your reels are funny. So yeah, you definitely live your, your principles and your values. Mm -hmm. oh, thanks Thank again. It was such a pleasure talking with you today and I hope we stay in touch. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me. All right, ladies, I hope you got some good nuggets of wisdom for our conversation today. Keep dreaming, keep serving, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one -on -one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.